This is the Eye on Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is the Eye on Preps podcast, and I am Chip Souza of the Hogs Sports Network. It's a Monday morning, and as always, my main man, Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, is here with us. E.T., what's happening, baby? Another big weekend of football, man. That's I'm <laughs> coming you. off a big weekend of football, I should say, man. Uh it's feeling like uh, football outside as well, man. I can't complain about that. No, sir. It's that good fall weather, man. I tell you what, man, I, I had to pull my hoodie out. I had to pull my hoodie out <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Just a little nippy, man. Just a little bit. That's, that's a good thing, though. I had to, had to dust it off a little bit, man. It had gotten a little dusty <laughs> since last since last uh, February or March. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the good thing is it still fit me good. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's the positive about all of that, man. That's right. So we had some big games, man, all across the state uh, last Friday night, and uh, we're going to start at the top in the 7A West, where Fayetteville, number three in the state, hosted number four Bentonville. E.T., it wasn't that much of a game. You know what? I, I, again, this probably sounds like a broken record because I've said this before, that the, the outcome wasn't surprising uh, with these two teams, but I think the margin of victory that Fayetteville got was a little bit <laughs> surprising me. And then the manner in which, which they, you know, pulled away, I think what scored 35 straight. Yeah. Uh, at one point to kind of, kind of open that one up, man. So that was, that was kind of surprising a little bit, but Fayetteville winning the game wasn't really a big shock at all. I guess the big deal ET was, uh, you know, Fayetteville knocked out uh, Carter Nye, the quarterback at Bentonville. Uh, he mm-hmm. went out of the game with an ankle injury and, and uh, of course, and he's a big, you know, I mean, that's the starting, I mean, he's QB one you know, at Bentonville. So that was a big loss for them. But the big thing I thought in this game and what we said coming into the game was we thought Fayetteville's defense was just a little bit better, and and mm-hmm. that proved to be the case. Uh, it, it really did, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with, with what Fayetteville's doing now, I mean, it's kind of scary, to be honest with you. I mean, they're, they're scoring at will, and then when that defense locks in and, and – and, is able to shut a team like Benville down. I looked this up as well, Chip. Man, this was Benville's worst regular season loss uh, since eighteen. And when they played Lido, Texas, man, um, you know, and you know, you don't you don't see Benville losing by by you know double digits often, you know, let alone a conference play as well. So that, yeah, it's impressive stuff by Fayetteville, man, on defense. Again, you know, Carter and I getting knocked out of the game had a lot to do with that. Uh, but how about Fayetteville getting a defensive score? Rhett Tidwell, uh, he picked up a fumble. Uh, got got a big fumble early in the game and took it in for a score. But uh, but Bentonville, they kind of shook it off. They they came back and tied the game. And then next thing you know, man, it's bam, 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 bam. Fayetteville throwing <laughs> right. up touchdowns on them. Like you mentioned, thirty five mm-hmm. straight points, and it was you know that was ball game. Lights out, man. I mean, kudos to Fayetteville, man. They they're rolling right now. I mean, it's gonna be kind of kind of tough for anybody to catch those guys in, in the West right now. They're gonna go. They're gonna go ten and zero for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Et. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know that's just gonna happen. So now, right. what's gonna happen in this conference? It's it's uh you know the race for the number two playoff spot in this conference, the number two seed, which gets that buy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, some teams. You know, some teams like that buy. Some teams don't. But what it does do is it allows you to kind of heal up. Um, you know, from from bumps and bruises and ankle sprains and things like that. But uh, you know, Bentonville is going to need to get Carter Nye back um, as fast as they can because their their path to the number two is not is not going to be an easy path. Right, exactly. They start starting uh <laughs> starting this week coming up. We, yes. we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, yeah, I mean, getting him back and getting him right, man, is going to be real key for for those guys. Like I said, not only 
you know, going forward within the regular season, but in the postseason as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be big, man. Yeah. So we had some other big games going on across the state. How about this one? Clinton 53, CAC 50. <laughs> Golly. Uh, just a little high score, just a little bit. Ooh, man, the 4A4, <laughs> dude, that, every game, man, every game in that conference seems like it's crazy. But this was a game that, you know, a high scoring game is what people proje- uh, projected for this game, and it was that. It was that man. I didn't. I didn't know about this score, and I'm, I give a shout out to Tamani Patel, the uh, head coach at East M uh, Boys Basketball. He texts me at about eleven thirty, and he texts me a photo of him and and Zane Widener, and I was like, uh, okay, he must have did something big. And he said, man, did he? He said yeah. six rushing touchdowns, seven total. I was like, wow. Yeah. And I looked up and saw the the score. I'm like, good lord. Yeah. You know, but but it, it's always like that in that conference, man. I mean, it, <laughs> tight conference and guys scoring left and right, man, which makes games fun, especially for the fans. Man, Zane Widener, 400 yards rushing, but you know, another big game too for Grayson Wilson, the CAC right. quarterback. Passed for three, ran for three. You better, man. You got to score about 50 in this in this every game in this conference <laughs> to have a chance at a win exactly just to feel comfortable about winning and you, and you probably need to score just a, a tad old 50 just to make sure yeah and solidify that man e- et how is this conference going to break down i mean this is three it's going to be three weeks of white knuckle you know and it, you, you're clinching that dashboard as tight as you can man it, it, i think it's i think i saw where six teams are with i think with two losses in the loss column and yeah. the other one has three and i think <laughs> they take the top five from, from that conference so it's gonna be a whole lot of uh, p- positions being being jockeyed for over these last three weeks of Man, the season. That's gonna be fun. That that's gonna be a fun to, a race to watch these last three weeks as that four A four man. It's gonna be a lot Man. of fun. Wow. Man. Uh talking about fun, the six A East or what I've been calling the six A beast conference. <laughs> Marion twenty, West Memphis fourteen. We knew it was gonna be a, a good game. Was, uh, now, but but I was surprised it was high, as low scoring as it was. You know, when, when when these two teams, like I said, they go back and forth, and and, and I watched a little bit uh, of some highlights from that game, and I found a, a live stream as well. I looked at a little bit. Uh, packed house, of course, and, yep. and, and those guys were hitting each other, man. I mean, that that was really a defense plus face. And I was like you, man. I, I was kind of surprised that it would end up being just a 2014, I think, game. Uh, I was expecting something, you know, 35, 31 or whatnot. But, again, when you got two teams that, that know a lot about each other and, and just going back and forth, and it's a lot to be played for over in that East, man, you get – Get these kind of games sometime, man, and and, and Marion just had just a little bit of uh, enough to, to to get it done. And just like in the seven A West, we we're talking about that number two seed in this conference c- conceding mm-hmm. the number one seed to Benton. Uh, right. The number number two seed in this conference is going to be it's a dogfight, but Marion, you know, they got a leg up on it now. That's a big big win as far exactly. as that number two seed's concerned. Exactly, man. And and honestly, they can they can you know I don't know how likely this will be with the way Benton is playing. They can conceivably, I guess you know, grab a share of the conference title if West, West Memphis gets bent in a couple of weeks, which I don't know if that'll happen or not uh, with the way Ben is playing. But, but, man, yeah, you're right. That that two seed, man, is important. And Marion right now uh, ha- has a, a leg up right now. I think they still have a game against Catholic coming up as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting, man, to get that, that, that two, three, and four seed coming out of, that, out of that conference. Now, E.T., I would love to have been in that Pine Bluff locker room when their coach, <laughs> when he, you know, you know he had to give a fiery, a fiery uh, – Post, uh, you know, a pregame uh, talk because they were without twenty three players Friday night, and to get a twenty to fourteen win with twenty three dudes not playing, you know, he had to have had them zebras jacked up going into the game. 
Mike, Mike Williams must have said those guys, you know, had those guys ready to play, man. When you're missing 23 guys, no matter who, what team you're playing for or, or what conference or, or division or whatever, that's a lot, you know. Yeah. And then you combine with what Pine Bluff was missing, they were playing a, a, a cross-county rival uh, in a packed house, man, and those guys – uh, ended up winning on the goal line stands, man. And I saw some video of it, and they they just kind of erupted after the fact, man. And to get that done, man, uh, with 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 that type of uh, firepower missing from that team, that, that's huge, you know. Especially in that, in that conference, that conference is tight as well up top, yeah, in uh, the five at Central, man. So that was a big win, not only just to do it without those guys, but to stay in contention to possibly win the conference title, man. That's, that's huge. That's huge. Austin Dendy had a big, big, big game for Pine Bluff. I love what, what the coach said. He said he, you know, they ranked him as a three-star. He goes, that dude is a four- or five-star. They ain't not <laughs> respecting him enough. They should <laughs> raise him stars up. We'll talk a little stars after a while with, with, with RD, but they said you know, he needs to be a four- or five-star, and he played like a five-star Friday night. Uh, had two touchdowns, and he just had committed to Mizzou uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, like earlier in the week, right? It hadn't been long, maybe a week or two, but yeah, Austin is a multi-sport guy, man. He's a great basketball player as well, man. But he gets it done wherever wherever Mike puts him on the field, he's going to uh, uh, contribute, and he did that in a big way uh, against Whitehall. Now, Et, I know we never talk about Donovan Amolo at all, <laughs> at all, <laughs> just except every week and a lot. Uh, Three hundred yards passing and one TD ran for two more. Conway just absolutely annihilated Fort Smith Northside. Uh, big win for Buck James. I think he's moved. If I've read this right or, or understand this right, he's moving and cl- getting close to tying a record. Uh, held by the former Barton coach, is that right, for most consecutive wins in state play or something like that? I think I saw something. I think that's what, Buck's 60, 60th straight yeah. win against a, a in-state team. Um, and, you know, when anytime, no matter who you are, if you mention in the same breath as Frank McClellan yeah. and Barton, I mean, you, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, you know, Buck, Buck gets it done, man. <laughs> and and he's, he's proven that over and over and over. And this year with this Conway group, man, when they're rolling, it's, it's, it's literally tough to get them – uh, the guys slow down a little bit. And E.T. is getting closer to that big game with Bryant, too. But he's getting closer. closer. It's getting closer. It's closer, man. <laughs> uh, how about Shallow Christian, 58, P. Ridge, 19. Big, big, big game again for Bo Williams. Seven touchdowns for Shallow Christian. Ho-hum for that guy now, man. It's almost uh, – you, you kind of almost expect him to get at least four or five a, a Friday night. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he just just a huge game from that guy, man. But I, we're now accustomed to him doing big things for the Saints over there. I, I think he was crowned homecoming king before the game, then went out and kinged it up with seven touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good way to, to cap off that night, man. <laughs> uh, how about Pulaski Academy, 57, Van Buren, 21, Brandon Cobb, 34, 52, 468, and eight – TDs, et, and we're gonna put a new rule in. Got you. Got to have eight, seven or eight to talk for us to talk about you now. Not just six. You got to have seven or eight. Yes, six is no longer the no, standard, man. Six uh, is too you, easy. You got to have eight, seven, eight. Yeah, we 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 can uh, talk a little bit about you. You, you do that, man. And, and a few guys have been doing that, man. Bo, Bo Williams, <laughs> Shiloh, uh, now Brandon Carr with eight. I mean, yep. it's, you know, ho hum now for those that's, guys. That's right, man. How about number one part view sixty four Texarkana six? Et Texarkana is a pretty good team. You know, probably <laughs> win a game. No shock to anyone. Wow! Uh, but they that game was over in the first quarter. It was. Uh, I think they <laughs> it put was. up they put up fifty in the first half. Uh, Man, and, and just the way part. What is those guys are rolling, and that's 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 the the easiest way to put it right now. Um, I think you know it's it's going to take a a huge effort for from anyone to actually get those guys this year. Um, with the way they're playing, I mean they're complete on both sides of the ball. 
Uh, it's just, just, just tough to stop those guys. I mean, Coach Bowden got those guys rolling. He does, man. Eric McGee, a big, big, big game, big, big game for the quarterback, man. They flexed, they flexed on Texarkana, man. Man, <laughs> that's the easy way to put it, man. Yeah, uh, the one a game we talked about last week going in, Warren uh, thirty nine, Dewitt twenty three. Uh, you know, good showing for Dewitt there against Warren, a team that. Uh, Man, ET, I tell you what, they're my favorite to win it in four A. They they are know, my favorite. This this Warren team is again, and it kind of reminds me a lot of the old school Warren groups. They're they're stacked. Uh, the Antonio Jordan kid and, and um, a guy Richard Davenport knows a lot about him. He he's uh, I don't know what his his listing in, but we talk about Drake Lindsay looking the part when he gets off the bus. Well, Antonio Jordan looks the part. Yeah, when he gets off the bus with Warren um, and. You know, like I said, they, they're used to playing in big games. This was the, probably the biggest game in DeWitt in, I'm going to go and say, maybe three decades. Um, and, and But Warren uh, went on the road and did what Warren normally does, man, get the job done. But and respectable for DeWitt. Crew, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, DeWitt, respectable. Yeah, they, you know, respectable there. Kept it. I mean, I know it's a 16-point margin, but, you know, still they they put up 23. So a little bit of respect right, there right. for DeWitt. Uh, they hung in there pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break right here when we come back. As E.T. mentioned, Richard Davenport will be joining us next, and he'll be bringing us the latest in recruiting news. And we will be right back after this message on the Eye on Preps podcast. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm joined by my main man, the recruiting guru of the world, Richard Davenport. RD, what's happening on this Monday morning? Morning, big guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is happening in the world of recruiting? The Hogs are back home. They finally can get recruits to come to the game this Saturday. How are we looking for that? Well, being 11 o'clock uh, kickoff, that obviously is going to put a dent in the number of guys that can make it to Fayetteville uh, for the game. Uh, it uh, usually cuts down uh, all the guys that live four, five, six hours away from uh, – from Fayetteville. And I remember uh, a young man from Southern Arkansas uh, a few years ago for 11 a.m. kickoff had to leave like at uh, 2 a.m. to get up to, to, to Fayetteville in order to be able to interact with the coaches uh, before the game. And, uh, and, and then afterwards, obviously driving home was, was, was tough. The kid obviously wanted to to attend the game, but uh, that that's what you're facing when you're 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 living a a good ways away. And I think it was like a five and a half hour, maybe, uh, yeah, trip from uh, from Southern Arkansas. So uh, you get a little farther than that, uh, kids are just not going to be able to uh, come unless unless they have an open week. Yeah, but uh, I anticipate. I haven't really uh, dived into uh, the numbers just yet. Uh, probably about midweek have a better idea, but uh, I would att- t- anticipate uh, about 40, maybe 50 max 
and it, it, it'll be uh, probably the vast majority of them uh, local. Artie, looks like softball picked up a big-time commit over the weekend, too. Have you got much information on her? No, really don't. I, I, I really, you know, I, I, I saw it. Uh, I, I, well, okay. I think she's, uh, I think she's like twenty-five, top yeah. ten prospect. Yeah, uh, uh, out of Wisconsin, and uh, and you know, one of the top players in the nation. Obviously, coming down and uh, to play uh, softball, and I, I think uh, a lot of northern uh, kids and you know. Baseball and and softball and any any warm weather sport usually looks to go south just because the, the inconvenience of the weather uh, up north. But, but uh, yeah, I, I I caught a glimpse of that. Uh, but uh, anytime you get a top ten prospect in any uh, sport, uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive. So what are we looking at, uh, Richard? I know we we've talked about this before. They have is it eighteen or nineteen commitments in this in the twenty twenty four football recruiting class? <clears throat> they have nineteen commitments in the twenty four class, two in the twenty five and the twenty six classes. Uh, so uh, I anticipate uh, a tight end, a defensive tackle, maybe another receiver. I think when it's all said and done, you'll probably have about anywhere from 23 to 25 signees. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's just a fluid number. Uh, but I think that's what you're you're going to be. I, I think you'll look at look at around 23 minimum. Good deal. Uh, any other any other recruits? Any other sports we need to be need to be aware of, or, or uh, any other any other uh, commitments or anything that we that we hadn't talked about? No, not nothing. Uh, Nothing too much. Obviously, this is the first weekend uh, for Razorback football to have uh, kids on campus for a long time, and, and it, that that will doesn't necessarily keep other sports from doing that. Uh, but uh, the, a lot of the other sports like to use uh, like to use uh, uh, the football games as a as a way to get kids on campus and show the show the fan base uh, enthusiasm and, 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 and just the game day atmosphere. But, uh, uh, I think, uh, it, 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 heat up, uh, you know, after, uh, after this game, they'll have, uh, Auburn, they'll have Florida international, then they'll have Missouri. Missouri's obviously, uh, already predetermined, uh, uh, time, I think at one thirty. So that kind of gives uh, kids a, a good idea when, uh, when they need to leave and, 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 and uh and arrive to Fayetteville so uh, that that may be uh might, might be the the next I guess so-called big one but Auburn if it's an afternoon or an evening game that could be a a, a good one too and Richard that the hogs have been on the road or away from home for so long yeah I, I was I was at the last home game it seems like it was forever ago yeah it's 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 a strange feeling it really is I was just thinking about that you Used to go into Razorback Stadium, uh, you know, every few weeks, a uh, couple, couple of weeks or three weeks max. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not to this extent. And I, I know, you know, the guys are just going to love being able to just not get on an airplane and travel. And, and that, that, that's just that's that's wear and tear on you after so many games and it I think is. that's uh I think that's the case here and I think they're going to really embrace being at home. Yeah, I hope I hope to never see a schedule like this again cuz this is this is just insane uh you know having a stretch like this is 
uh, not beneficial um, at at all for for anybody. Um, so that will that will take care of the recruiting part of the show today. Rich, as always, if you want to know more about hog recruiting, you want to follow Richard in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Richard, what day are your columns available in the ADG? Uh, Tuesday, Friday, and uh, Sunday, and obviously uh, post updates and on others uh, on their other stories or or topics uh, during the week too. Yeah, and also if you want to follow along, uh, follow uh, Richard on uh, the X, uh, what used to be Twitter. Uh, RD, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, it's AR Recruiting Guy, AR Recruiting Guy. There you go. So you can stay up with the latest recruiting and what's going on, and things are going to really start heating up as we move into November. Uh, we have the basketball signing. Basketball, well, I guess it's just non-football, right? Rich, it's, it's all sports except for football. All right? sports but football, yeah. Right. Coming up in November, and, of course, the early signing day for football will be mid-December. Uh, there will be a little bit of a break, and we'll come back to the conventional, normal, what used to be the only signing day back in February. We'll have that, and there will be you know some signings then too. So you will want to follow Richard in the ADG on the days that he mentioned for his column, also on the X and also at wholehogsports.com to keep you up to date with all of the recruiting going on at the University of Arkansas. Rich, we appreciate you being on with us, and, man, have a good uh, rest of your week. Hey, Chip. Have a good one, buddy. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, Eric Taylor will join us again, and we will talk about this week's big games on the high school schedule. This is the Eye on Preps podcast. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And welcome back to the I on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network, joined again by E.T. Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E.T., some big, big games are on the menu for this week. Big, man. And that's, that's probably an understatement, to be honest, man, it's particularly over in that 7A West, man. Man, I'm telling you. So, number four, Bentonville, at number six, Rogers. Bentonville comes in off of a, a three-touchdown loss to Fayetteville last week. Rogers comes in off of a win. Rogers is five and two, two and two in the conference. Bentonville three and one. But I tell you what, man, as far as the number two seed in this conference, uh, you know, as long with along with Bentonville West, this this is a huge game. Huge game. I mean, you always hear a lot of times coaches say that, you know, one you don't want, want, want one loss to turn into several. And this is one of these games where, you know, Benville, yeah, you came off a 21-point loss to, to your rival Fayetteville, but you don't want that loss to turn into another loss uh, coming up. And and, and and this Rogers team is for real. You know, yeah, they're, they're they highly are. capable of scoring points. We've seen it all year long. Um, they're playing at home, I believe, in this one, man, and they're going to come in motivated and ready to pounce, man. So this is a big game, you know, especially for Bentonville, because like I said, you don't want to continue to fall down the ladder, man, and and kind of lose your edge a little bit, man. So this is going to be a good one. Man. Exactly, man. And we don't know uh, the status of Carter and I, the Bentonville quarterback who injured his ankle against uh, Fayetteville and missed a good portion of that game. We don't know what his status will be going into Friday night. But uh, the Tigers – Man, they, they better have a plan B if he can't go because Rodgers <laughs> right. is not going to look over there and go, you know what, we'll, you know, we're going to take it easy on them because they don't have their – that ain't going to happen. 
That ain't happening at all, man. Not, only, not even close to happening. <laughs> no, no, no. So that is a big one in the 7A West for sure. Uh, again, uh, not, not that I'm conceding the conference championship to Fayetteville, but I don't see anybody in their last three weeks beating them. And I think this race for number two between Bentonville, Rogers, and Bentonville West, um, you know, is, is going to be interesting to watch. Um, and the first leg of that race starts Friday night at Rogers for sure. Number four, Bentonville at number six, Rogers. Now, another interesting game on the schedule, the 5A East, Little Rock Mills, 6-1, 4-1 at Joe T. Robinson, 6-1, 5-0. Mills will be without about 12 players in this game. Now, they were off last week, so those players didn't face that suspension last week. They will face it this week, and that's going to be big, E.T., that's going to be huge, man. Like I said, last year these teams played. I think Robson pulled out a, a late one-point game. But with Mills, again, you know, kind of like Pine Bluff this past weekend, they're going to be without some of their studs, man. And you don't, you know, you really don't want that to happen against a team like Robson. You no. know, they're right now they're in first place over in the Central, uh, you know, with, uh, with I think Mills is a game behind as if Pine Bluff is. But, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, man, uh, to win on the road and with, without some of your, your your better players, man. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's but if if a team, I think, like I said, if a coaching team, you know, is able to get it done, it'll be Cortez Lee and Mills. Uh, but again, man, that's that's going to be tough sledding for those guys. Absolutely. Uh, Robinson had a kind of a weird game last Friday. They they beat BB forty three twenty seven, but they actually trailed in this game uh, twenty seven twenty six going into the fourth quarter, and they set up. Let's kick it into gear, and they they did. <laughs> you know, you know, I've seen BB twice this year, uh, and, and they've got some some talent over there, man. It just you know, it, it's it's they hadn't been able to sustain uh, uh, scoring in the bigger games against the better teams, but you know, scoring twenty seven points for them, it, it wasn't surprising at all. Uh, but again, you know, Robson, I guess, just kind of woke up in that fourth quarter and just like, okay, we're Robson, we're going to go ahead and get it done. And Let's get it done. Did, so. Man, they 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 pushed, they 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 put the pedal to the metal, man. They hit the gas. <laughs> they did. <laughs> uh, how about this one in the three A one Boonville five and two at Charleston four and three? This is a rematch of last year's three A state championship game. You know, I, I think Charleston got them twice last year. They if I'm did. Not mistaken. They, they did. did. They won the red season meeting too. Now, I think. you know, we uh, talked about suspensions with with Little Rock Mills. Boonville had had some kids suspended last year when these two teams played each mm-hmm. other in the regular season. They mm-hmm. didn't. They weren't. Well, they were not suspended in the state championship game. But, right, but they right, were right. And it, it turns out, I guess. Uh, I don't know if really, Well, I don't want to say it didn't matter much with Charleston when he got it done anyway. They did. Uh, but again, this one, I mean, it, it's it's. It's a big one, you know. Boonville is, is Boonville, and like I said, Charleston um, had to play so many guys from last year's team, um, and, and you know. But in time, you playing that Charleston, it's going to be tough to win. Uh, but again, Boonville right now is uh, a top deck conference, and so I, I kind of expect them to go over and get it done. But then again, like I said, Charleston is Charleston. You know, yeah. no matter who's in the uniform, they're going to come out and, and play. Uh, a tough game regardless. So it's going to be a good one, man. Exactly. Dax Goff had 200 yards for the Boonville Bearcats last week, and Ryland Ray had over 100. Uh, they He appears to be getting healthier, knee getting better every week. That is not good news for the teams in 3A with the playoffs coming up, E.T. Right. <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> sure if you plan on getting those guys, that's in, not good in, at all. In case y'all thought he might go limping, he might be limping when that time came. Guess what? He not only is he not limping, he getting better and better every week. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so, uh, there's some other big games going on across the state. Man, you have a chance to get out and catch some of those good ones. Et, what game are you going to Friday? You know, I, I honestly, you know, I, I won't actually be at a game. Uh, my, my daughter has an event up at the University of Chicago. It's a freshman year, so we're heading up that way. But 
Uh, Friday night, I'll be monitoring a bunch of games. I'm going to do uh, some, some breakouts and things of that nature, man. So I'll get a chance to actually watch some uh, some games online, uh, you know, some big ones online. So That's that, awesome. And so I'm off when I'm not off, if that makes sense. You know I got you. Goes, we, we, you're doing a work at, working away from home kind of a thing. There you go. There, exactly. That's <laughs> you, exactly how we want to put it, man. You, you <laughs> Re- could, remote, you, remotely. There you go. You could go, E.T., but you got to take that laptop with you. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, man, uh, so we got uh, E.T., you've got to do a player of the week, and I, I, I don't know how you're going to – Bo, Bo, seven touchdowns. You got PA quarterback, eight touchdowns. Got this one, six. How'd you pick a player of the week? You know, uh, I, I, I broke it down to the, the, I had three, I think four guys in mind, and I, I broke it down to the impact of victory. And I've got to go with, with Zane Widener at Clinton. Yeah. Uh, huge considering the, the the stakes of that game. Had they lost that game, they'd have, you know, been on the outside track of possibly getting or being on the outside looking in the playoffs. I think they take five teams from that conference for a four. Uh, but for him to go and do what he did over over 400 yards from scrimmage, six rushing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns, uh, you know, and, and and Clinton got that got that win, uh, yeah, 53-50 over uh, CAC, man. That's, that was a huge win for that team, man. And they needed every last uh, thing that he gave them, and he delivered, man, when they needed it. You cannot go wrong with Zane Widener, man. He is the player of the week. That he is the I on Preps player of the week. Very much deserving. We could have had about seven players of the week this week. Right. But, but man, <laughs> exactly. he, he, he stepped it up when his team needed it, put that team mm-hmm. on his back, and seven total touchdowns, man. Ran for six, caught another one. That's a, that's a, good, that's a, good, that's a good year. That's a good year for for most kids, man. <laughs> Do it in one game in the in, in one of the biggest games. And honestly, man. for Clinton, they'll probably tell you this. That's probably the biggest game of the season for those guys at this think point, so. man. Like considering the stakes and everything that was online, man. And, and you know, for them to go over there and do that, that's huge. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Et as always, man. You you always bring it every Monday, and uh, that's why that's why I love having my man here, Et, with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You can read all about prep coverage. Also, uh, Et, now did you did you go to Wachita, uh Henderson State, or did, or did did you did you catch that one, or what? Did you cover that one Saturday? Yeah, I'll, I'll be at, uh, OBU and Harding. Or, I'll, I'll be OBU Harding. That's uh, Harding. Yeah. Saturday for that one, man. And like I said, you, it, it's hard pressed to find a better atmosphere than what I saw, uh, particularly for in, from in t- in-state teams playing one another. Uh, jam-packed first security stadium up at Cersei, man. They brought in extra bleachers in the end man. zone; those were packed. Uh, people standing around and sitting around the berms. I mean, it was just packed. Football weather was cool, kind of overclass guys. Two good teams. Both were ranked in the top ten. Uh, it was a tight game uh, for three quarters or so uh, until the fumble, I think, early in the fourth quarter, kind of flipped things and allowed Harding to, to get rolling, man, and pull away, man. But that was a, a heck of an atmosphere, one of the better atmospheres I've seen in a long time for, for an in-state college game. I'm jealous of you, ET, man. I'm jealous you get to see, you see a good football like that. Man, it was it was good, man. I said, and I love to see that, man. You and I see that from time to time against you know when some of the other, other GAC teams, particularly when you know when Henderson plays Washington in the Battle of the Ravine, or when SAU is playing, you know UAM or, or anyone, man. But like I said, that, just that atmosphere, man, that, that was something to behold. I saw a lot of uh, high school coaches there that I know. I know Coach Maupin from over at Armwell was there. I saw him on the on the jumbotron that they have over there. Uh, it's just it's a, it's just a great atmosphere, man, for for college football, and I, I love stuff like that, man. That is awesome. Well, for Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and for Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thanks for listening to us on the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza, and we will be back next week as we continue to bring you the best in prep coverage from anywhere in the state. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network.
Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.